Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Her podcast and we have an incredible guest with us who hugely inspires me in so many ways, personally, physically, professionally, she's an absolute badass so she ticks all the Lead Her boxes <laughs> and it's just someone that I know is going to have so much gold to share with all of us today and I know we're going to be feeling super inspired to go out and chase our goals as well. So I just want to welcome the incredible Claire O'Sullivan to the podcast. Thank you so much, Leanne. I wasn't sure if that was me you were talking about. That is a serious intro that I hope I can live up to today. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And Claire, would you be happy just to give us a little introduction to who you are, what you do? Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am honoured to be here. I was telling you last week that I have binged all the episodes up to now. Um, so I am loving the podcast so far. Um, so Claire O'Sullivan is my name. I, I am an online coach. Um, I help driven individuals live happier, healthier and more fulfilling lives. Um, that has been my mission over the last three years. Um, prior to that, um, I was working as a physio for a few years. Um, I did a few years in the NHS and a year at home in Ireland as well. Um, I'm Irish by background. Um, I lived most of my life in Ireland. Then I spent about four or five years in London. I'm currently based in Dubai. Um, and yeah, I suppose that's a little bit about me. Currently, full time working as an online coach. So that takes up a lot of that takes up a lot of my time at the moment. And it is my passion. Amazing. I love that. And what I wanted to do today was to take you back in time to where this all started because me and you have got a quite similar journey where we used to be proper party animals <laughs> I was actually we were chatting about this last week and I was thinking god Leanne back then would have absolutely loved Claire like back then as well <laughs> we could have had a really good time together but it's a pity we didn't meet back then <laughs> I know, but it's just that way that I know you were quite similar to me. You were kind of going out drinking a lot, living that kind of... Were you in London then? Um, In Ireland a bit, I guess. College kind of life in Ireland and then that kind of carried over to London a little bit as well. Yeah, yeah. Just that kind of lifestyle and what I was wondering, was there like a real kind of turning moment for you when you were like, right, enough's enough. I can't keep living this way. It's not making me happy. Is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it's funny when you say was there a moment? Because there actually for me there was a bit of a moment. Um, I remember so like life in general, like I was pretty happy with a lot of things. Um, I was studying in university to be a physio. I think I was coming towards the end of fourth year in university, actually. And I was always like seriously, seriously active, seriously sporty, um, all the way up since I was like five years old I was big into ladies gaelic football um and I played sports like an awful lot to a high enough level um but then just with the kind of party life in college I was also drinking a lot when I wasn't playing sport um and like just the, like not I wouldn't say I was like big time but always at the weekends and we'd probably go out a few times a week like during the week and things as well um and then I guess like just over time I kind of gained a bit of weight and I didn't really know how to lose it. I kind of tried a few different things um, and I felt like I was really, really active, really sporty, but was still carrying weight for some reason. And I guess I just didn't really feel like I like looked like the person who was as active and as sporty as I was. And I, I couldn't really understand it. I was trying to lose weight. I was trying some different crappy fad diets and things like that. And nothing was really working. And I just didn't really understand it. And then I was following some people also on Instagram. Instagram wasn't that old, like at the time, but I started following people and following things around like training and things. And there was this coach who was a year below me in university. And there was one, um, I'd been following his stuff for a while. And then there was one bank holiday. I think I'd been out the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday. And this is a bank <laughs> holiday Monday. <laughs> and this is at home. And I was like, oh my God, like this has got to change. I remember that weekend, I was like, just not feeling comfortable going out in my clothes. Mm -hmm. I think I had created the habit of like drinking a lot on nights out to be able to escape from how I was feeling because when you're drunk, you don't really care. Um, so then I was like, this has to change. So then I reached out to a coach and that started an incredible transformational journey for me where I finally got the help and the information and support that I needed 
to, I suppose, transform my body and to finally get power back over the thing that I felt quite powerless to. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I became like super interested in training, super interested in nutrition because of the positive impact it had on my life to finally like feel confident in my body, like feel good in my skin, feel good in my clothes. And um, I suppose like I kind of finished college and went on working as a physio. And then I also went on to study nutrition and study personal training alongside that. So the moment was that bank holiday when I felt like crap and I reached out to the coach and like at the time I didn't realize, but that was a a massive catalyst for change for me. Yeah, I love that. And it's just one moment, isn't it? One decision that was there for a little while and then you took that route and like, look where you are now. It's crazy. It's mental. And at the time, obviously, I wasn't thinking that was a profound moment. At the time, that was really crap. Like, I was, like, feeling like shit. I was hungover. I was in a dressing gown, and I sent this email, not thinking anything more of it, not even realizing if I would, like, be able to lose weight or any of that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that was a massive moment for change for me. And I suppose it came from probably being in a crappy place and being really frustrated and really overwhelmed and really, like, a bit sad, to be honest, like, like, like feeling like quite unhappy in my body which makes me sad to look back on now but it was like obviously a a real positive thing looking back amazing and one thing I'm interested in is like did you have anyone who was a little bit like oh just come out and drink and they maybe wanted like the old version of Claire or was everyone quite supportive of what you were doing um so I didn't tell anybody like when I am that journey of change I did not tell anybody um that's so quite common I, we have quite a lot of members that don't tell anyone what they're doing until they get to a certain level yeah and do you know what um my friend like I had like really really amazing friends at the time but we had the kind of relationship that were like a lot of our friendships were built on like abuse like as in like having the crack like and like what we would say pulling the pace out of each other like so like nothing was off the table in terms of like we would abuse each other for anything and uh, hands off I was one of the worst ones like for doing that um so and this was something that I was obviously really insecure about and I didn't have I th- I don't think I had the ability to articulate it at the time to articulate how I felt it was too painful I would say at the time as well I also didn't think like didn't really think anything would come of it so like what was the point in saying anything so I didn't really tell anyone just kind of it felt a little bit maybe easier and safer to work away on things in the background myself and do you know what it also came towards like it kind of was happening at a time when we were um doing our final year projects so like for physio so like it was very much a study heavy time so there wasn't as much going out at the time um and and then we actually graduated from college when I was like kind of just after starting my journey. So then I was like trend, like I was at home um, and I was working a lot and I was also working as a physio um, on Sundays for games and things. And I, I did take my career quite seriously. So I'd never turn up to a game with drinking me or anything like that. So I actually I kind of got away with things. I didn't have to make excuses or I wasn't being pulled out because I had good reasons. <laughs> okay that's amazing to know and and I guess like a lot of people do do that they keep it private until they get to a certain level and then people start asking them questions but I think it's one of those ones when you do go out and you say oh I'm not drinking because of this and you give a reason that then everyone's like oh forget about it it's fine whereas if you just go out and you just say I'm not drinking today people have nothing to pick at it like don't diet you don't need to you look amazing the way you are you were doing it for you Totally, totally. And I suppose, like, I know that if I told my friends, actually, they would have been seriously supportive. And they like that they like, maybe they would have been the kind of thing of, oh, go on, drink, like, um, that kind of thing. But I guess I, I don't actually ever remember a moment like that. And if I was ever going out and not wanting to drink, like, I'd probably just drive and bring the keys. And it's like, no one asks you to drink if you have your car keys. So <laughs> I think that's a great tip for anyone who wants to be able to do that. And we should never need an excuse or need a reason. But I do think that, like, if you're at the start of your journey and you're just not comfortable with articulating that or sharing that just now, having what you consider is a valid excuse, not that you need an excuse, it's not necessarily a bad thing until you feel, like, happy to articulate it. Mm-hmm yeah definitely and a lot of the time you end up going out and people start drinking anyway and you still have an absolute amazing time and you don't have the hangover and everything after it anyway 
Um, no, that's great. That's awesome. And did you start to notice like when you felt fitter and you seen your body changing, like did that give you more confidence uh, being a physio and give you more confidence in relationships or did you notice it adding into other aspects of life? I don't really think it changed like like my me as a physio necessarily as in like I I, I like I'd always be someone who'd be like kind of confident in my knowledge and things like that but I don't think it changed my me as a physio I definitely think it changed me as a like as a person overall I, I think I had more confidence I felt a way better in my clothes I felt mm-hmm. confident in my clothes for the first time it definitely helped me get fitter like I was not carrying around two stone that I had been carrying around previously um I guess um, it definitely made me more confident in relationships. Like when you feel good in yourself and you feel good in your clothes and you're not like you, you're not self-conscious in that sense. I feel like it's an extra thing you kind of don't have to think about in comparison to if you are feeling self-conscious in yourself. And I think when you're feeling a bit self-conscious in yourself, um, you, you think a lot more what other people are thinking and you're like, what are they going to think of this? And what are they going to think of that? Um, but I think if you do feel confident, like it kind of clears your head of some of those things, which I think is nice. Yeah. And I guess, was it nice for you to finally see the results for the work and effort you were putting in? Totally, totally. Like, I think I really did like transform my body in the sense that, so we kind of left college that time um, because college was over. We had graduated and like I was just after starting that time. And then we went back in, I think it was October. We had a meetup and we hadn't seen each other for like six months. And that was like my big journey of change. And everyone was like, what have you been doing? Like, um, do you know, and I guess that gave me a lot of confidence. I was actually, I remember I was going to meet the girls and I hadn't been out like that summer because I was actually working like six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have clothes to wear because not, not like all of my clothes were like two sizes too big for me. Um, and all I'd been wearing was gym clothes and track suits and physio clothes. And I was working in a cafe at the time as well. And um, like I had to stop on the way up to to Limerick where we were meet, where I was meeting the girls to buy a whole new outfit because nothing fitted me. And I was like, this is mental. I think that was a big moment of realization for me as well. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And then that transitioned into this new career and this new path you went down. So how many years, four years at college, uni, studying to be a physio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we started to realize like the effect that this all had on you that then you thought I want to show other people that they can do this too um I guess but not maybe not so much for a while so I actually went on to work like for four years as a physio um then maybe maybe like two or three years after that journey I then studied nutrition and studied personal training myself because I was always interested in it and it wasn't that like when I went on that journey a change that I stopped kind of drinking and things then so then I went to London and then I was drinking a lot again (laughs) while while being in this new body that I felt really good in so it wasn't the things kind of changed then um, and I was like really enjoying life over in London for the few years but at the same time like I was like I was really liking physio actually but I like I've always had a bit of a thirst for like knowledge and for understanding more so then I was like I just love nutrition I'm gonna go study that and so I did that in about 2019 I think um studied a nutrition course online and loved it and while I was studying that um it was like Martin McDonald's nutrition course and in the first lecture he was like the best way for you guys to learn now is going to be to try and teach other people while you're learning so then I set up my like social media account and started posting nutritional content as I was going through the lectures so then I guess my friends kind of started to realize that, oh, like Claire is studying nutrition or whatever, and they were following me. And then my friends had started to ask me questions around nutrition. And then that kind of kept going. So then when I qualified as a nutritionist, I actually like on the side, on the side of working as a physio, took on a few of like my friends initially, and then like a few clients um, just for just from a nutrition point of view. And then I was like, after a while, I was like, fuck it, I may as well like do the piece. PT qualification as well so then I went into that as well and obviously there's a lot of crossover between that and physio and then I did those two courses not thinking I was going to do not thinking I was going to use them really it was only then like over time people were like oh like could you like help me with nutrition I was like grand I will yeah so then I kind of started doing it a little bit like just kind of for fun really um never thinking I was going to leave physio um and because I did really enjoy it so then COVID hit 
And then life as a physio changed a lot. And the service I was working in got kind of pulled because I was working a lot in stroke and rehabbing stroke patients in their own homes. That wasn't possible when COVID hit. So then we kind of got pulled back into the hospitals. Hospitals were a bit crazy. I didn't really enjoy it. It was really stressful. My two Irish friends left London. So then I was like, oh, wow, this is different. And I was after meeting Tommy um, over in London. We met over there. We hadn't been together that long. When my friends left, I was in the house with them. And then I was the only one left renting a house in London. Tommy ended up in his like on his own in a house in London on the on like a different side of London. Then we were like, oh, God. And um, there was a time during COVID where like we couldn't see each other because we were isolating from each other. And it was like I was very much on my own in London then with no friends in my house. Um, and then I was like, I don't really enjoy this anymore. So then I decided to leave physio and I was like, I, I had decided to move in with Tommy at the time. So then I moved into his house in West London, in East London. Um, and, um, rent was really cheap where he was living. So I was like, do you know what? The few clients now will keep me going while I figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, amazing. I love that. So I didn't know it actually all kind of happened through COVID. And I think when we first met, you were just moving out of that London flat with the girls. I remember you were saying about your flat and, and thinking of moving in with Tommy and that was all kind of happening. But yeah, it's it's really good that you had that as something, another interest. And I think it's quite nice that you've just kind of kept doing it on the side out of interest and, and letting it just naturally grow from there. Totally, totally. And you know what? If COVID hadn't hit and the job that I was doing hadn't changed so much, I might have not like taken that jump like because I was like, enjoying life and quite comfortable and like we had like great fun over in London with my friends and like if they hadn't left and things like I probably like I would have been probably happy doing what I was doing so I guess everything happens for a reason in a sense but it was like I could have never like I could have never planned that ever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's the best thing though isn't it just to kind of roll with things and just see where it's going to go because sometimes we think oh God, if like that's that's so scary, that goal, if I was to go and chase that and they think of the end point, whereas sometimes it's like just go with it and it'll all kind of naturally come together for you because it's a passion and it's a love and what's for you will happen for you. And you'll you'll make the best out of it either way. You would either still have this fantastic London life that you were happy with or building this new machine that you've been building since COVID, which is amazing. Totally, totally. Funny story actually. So when I um it was like God, it was it was late July 2020. Yeah, late July 2020. And um, one of my friends had left London. I think I can't remember. I think maybe the two of them had left actually at this stage. And there was this night I was in bed and I I like could not sleep. Or I, I think I woke up at something like two or three, two a.m. in the morning. And I would usually get up for work at like 6am or 6.30 or something I used to cycle to work at the time during the pandemic and things and um, I woke up and I was like thinking and thinking all night and I was like I'm going to quit my job tomorrow like <laughs> so this was like during a night I decided this and I woke up in the morning I was like I'm handing in my notice like I, I don't want to do it anymore Um, and like this was not a thought the prior day um so I can't remember when I had maybe I'd been like chatting to Tommy like two days beforehand or something so then I voice noted him um before I left the house I, I used to cycle like an hour to work so I voice noted him before I left the house I was like I've come to the decision and hand you my notice <laughs> and I got to work anyway and then I was like changing my changing into my uniform and I just listened to his voice note and uh, or I think he rang me and I had a few missed calls from him and he was like are you sure like where did you come to this decision and I was like I don't know I just know that like I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> so then I did it that day and I was like I actually looking back I think it was intuition like something just told me I had to do it like and it, it was like the impulse was like so strong and there wasn't re reason or logic behind it and it's like a few times in my life I have like gotten a glimpse of like a really strong impulse like that and it's been the right idea so like looking back now I kind of realized that it was yeah I love when you can look back though and you're like that that was supposed to happen you had that pool because that like that reminds me of when I came out of university so I studied criminology 
and I had the thought of I would join the police after university and, and go into that role. And Joe's dad was a police officer and we were on the phone and we were chatting about applications and everything. And I just remember just like being in the car and being like, it's not what I want to do anymore. And I had no reason for it. I didn't know what else I was going to do yet. And I didn't even know I was going to be a coach yet. But there was just a part of me that was just like, Leanne, this is not for you. Like, don't do it. And I didn't proceed with it. It's strange, but very similar to you. It was just like this flick of like, no, it's 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 not for me. And and then oh gosh, came in after that. Yeah. So I think it's really important for people to, like listen to that little voice if you do have something like that and and sit on it. Don't need to act on it right away like us, but <laughs> it's like listening to having that awareness that there's maybe some other options out there for you that you can explore. Totally. And I, I actually think that it's only looking back that I recognize it maybe as like a bit of intuition. But at the time I didn't, but it was just, it felt so strong. And it was like in my head, it was like, there was nothing like, it's only looking back. I'm like, there was nothing logical about that decision. And I'm like normally a logical enough person. And it was just like, in my head, there was no other, there was no other option for some reason. And like, I actually questioned it a little bit, looking back, I'm like, what was going on? But it's like, in my head that day, that was like what I had to do for some reason. Yeah, and not just yourself, but other people have told me that as well. The same thing where they're like, if I was to go back now, I, w- I probably maybe would question it more. But at the time you did it, and I think you can't change it because it has led into so many amazing things now. So Absolutely. For you with your business you've built an incredible business and you're helping so many people and what I love about you as well is like with your Instagram and stuff you always make everything really simple and calm and clear and I think we all need that when there's just so much noise on Instagram and all these different diets and all this crazy exciting new fancy stuff to do everyone needs this um version of Claire which I love but <laughs> also built it to a level where you have brought in your partner which is incredible and you're both like you mentioned earlier you're now living over in Dubai so like for you is that ever a goal as well or have you ever had any pinch me moments of like like we're living this life this is incredible you ever been really proud of yourself for that um so do you know what I like probably don't like actually like it's something that I would like to get better at but we don't really like I don't sit and reflect enough like I'm always like I'm very much kind of like thinking about the next thing I want to do or do you know like I I absolutely like I love everything that we are doing but I'm always thinking like oh like I want to do this better and I want to improve this inside our program but do you know the kind of the biggest maybe like um moments of reflection for me were we've done two live events with our clients obviously during COVID everything was very much online um January gone and then the September before that we did our first two live events and they were the moments that I was like oh my gosh there's like so like there's like 30 people who have traveled here to be with us today there's a lot of people who couldn't make it but there's 30 people like real life people whose lives we are impacting in a positive way and it's like those moments I was like gave me the biggest rush of adrenaline that I've ever felt ever and I'm like this is what I'm meant to be doing like this actually like in my heart feels like my purpose and my mission in life and I've never actually been so sure that I'm on the right path and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life I can genuinely say that now and like just like seeing people change their lives gives me the biggest buzz I've ever had in my life and just to be a part of that journey is so incredibly special yeah I love that and also like changing you and Tommy's life as well like you have done so well for you both and how do you with obviously working with Tommy and I know you've got other people that help within your business as well but like you both live together and work together (laughs) and me and Joe are the same a lot of people are like how do you guys do it like how do you have that barrier between work and relationships and still keep intimacy there without having this constant work in the head so is there anything you guys do to kind of keep those boundaries and keep your relationship strong so um like obviously uh when Tommy started working with me I guess that was maybe was it 2021 I think like maybe May 2021 um so we've been working together for like maybe a year and a half now um so that was probably one of the scariest decisions that I made inside the business and that we made together as well because he was working in a job full-time in London 
he was a tractor mechanic in East London. Um, and I guess like we, I was starting to take on more clients and things were starting to get busy. And then I was kind of feeling like a little bit like, like capped with the amount of work that I could do or the amount of hours that I could work. So I was like, I'm going to have to like get some help here. And like Tommy can't remember the exact timelines of things, but Tommy started uh, studying to be an SNC coach because he has a massive interest in training um, as well. And he wasn't loving his job at the time. So he was thinking he'd like to like have some other interests. And then it got to this point where I was like, well, I'm going to have to take on someone like, do you want to do it? <laughs> And then, and then there was like a lot of conversations and then he started helping me alongside his job. And then it got to the point where it was like, well, we have to make a decision on things. And that was one of the scariest things, definitely. And that did change our relationship a lot because it was different when like, like, so we started our relationship, both working jobs, see each other in the evenings. You have so much to talk about because you're living such different lives. Um, And then, then we were like, in this apartment together in London in COVID, not able to go anywhere or see anyone for like a whole year working together. But like, luckily we get on really well together, obviously. And we're both very kind of, most of the time laid back kind of characters. So we don't like, we wouldn't really fight or anything. Like we'd have arguments, but we never like, we're, like we get on very well together and we kind of, we understand how each other work. So like working together has actually been so good. And there's definitely been more positives than negatives, like way more positives than negatives. Um, like we've got to travel that bit more together. Like we get to decide our own hours and things. There's de- It's definitely hard keeping like relationship life and work life separate. So I think that's something that we w- that we are continuing to work on. And I feel like we will be continuing to work on. We do try and set boundaries and be like, okay, from this time we're switching off or like, let's go and do this and not like, let's not talk about work for these hours. But it's like, it's a constant like, okay, like remember we said we weren't talking about this kind of thing. So it is like, it is a work in progress um, and it is hard. It's hard to switch from work mode to relationship mode. I feel like we feel like we have to do something to kind of change our state or change our environment to be able to do that. We need to like go out for a walk and like decompress from the day and then come back and be like in relationship mode kind of thing. It's hard like to switch between sometimes, but it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. And something I find like, um, with myself and Joe like we always feel like same as you but I think it's really good that we both have a similar interest and like Joe's so supportive and I know Tommy's so supportive as well and you both have this mission and this thing that you both want to kind of do and build together and I think that's so important like they always say like behind every great man there's a great woman and I feel like that's the same thing for us it's like behind a great woman you've got a great man and I think it's so important and it really really helps with any kind of journey whether it's a fitness journey or a career journey or a personal journey is that you've got the right people behind you because it really just does help you to continue to be better and to have that support and also understand each other that yeah sometimes you need to work a wee bit more and do a wee bit more but you also still make sure that you do get that wee bit of time together as well. 100% and I feel like like no one's going to understand more what we're going through than each other without even having to say it sometimes which is nice and like we obviously completely have each other's backs with everything and I guess when it's like your business that maybe you've built up like from scratch it's like it is like a little baby like and I guess I would only want like someone working there alongside me who I knew who I knew like valued it as much as I as I do so I think that's very like it's really reassuring and it makes it easy to be able to like you know like for us to be in the business together now rather than it having been like my business so and like it's cool getting to grow things together and getting to I guess like like we really get to share it maybe more so than having to like tell someone a story where they don't really understand so much which is nice yeah 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 definitely and I think um I had something in my head there I was thinking that we could go with this was that what was it will it come back to me Mm. I can't remember I got totally got it you made a really valid point I was like oh god like yeah that's definitely something we could we could chat about a little bit more and think guaranteed it will come back like at some stage and you'll be like oh 
I did that last time and I was like no that was something I really wanted to say um but yeah no I think it's really good like with with um having like Tommy there as well that's what I was going to say so with having someone coming on to help because I know this is something that a lot of really driven ambitious women really really struggle with is asking for help or relying on others to do a good a job as us and this can even be at the house you know you're like you do all the washing because you can't be bothered someone doing it wrong and then you need to fix it all but it's like all about delegating and getting help because it probably made you a better partner it probably made you a better business owner from getting help so what was something that you were like was that a hard thing for you to be like right okay I'm, I'm going to get this help and have you seen the benefits of it um, so I suppose it's definitely it was definitely hard for me to relinquish control over certain things within the business, I guess. However, like Tommy is like very good at everything that he does and very thorough with everything that he does. So I guess when I could see that, then I was never actually scared of delegating anything. And I suppose I I what I've actually learned is that I'm actually never scared of delegating things and relinquishing like control when it's the right person um so like Jen who we were talking about um last week Jen was helping us inside our tribe she was like helping us from a check-in point of view and doing some coaching and like not once would I ever like worry about handing something off Jean Lynch is our psychotherapist inside the tribe not once would I ever like de- like feel nervous with that um same with Tommy it's like I think if you have the right people like I know that they can do things better than I can as well. And I don't think like like me, like having a perception that I can do things the best is just not true. And I, I like, I've learned that it's not true. So like, I feel like if I can actually give things off to people who are better than me at things, then that is only going to make things better. And I know that I have so much to learn. And yeah, I guess once it's the right person, I don't struggle with that. But if I felt like someone wasn't going to take care of the job or the tasks that I wanted done, then I would struggle with that. But I actually, I, I think maybe that's probably a good thing. Yeah, no, great advice. Awesome. Because I know that is something that a lot of people do kind of struggle with. So it's finding the right people and, and knowing that you can trust them and that they're going to they're going to do it right. Awesome. And moving on. So we've kind of covered like the professional side of you. So like we're moving on a wee bit more and, and personal as well with obviously you and Tom and your relationship. But from you from like a physical place just now, like we know you're going through a personal journey. And it's another thing I absolutely love with you just sharing the honesty of like what you're going through just now, trying to regain your cycle. And I was just wondering, like, is that something that we can share a little bit more on today? Like what you're working through? Because I feel like there's so many women that will listen to this podcast who have been through it or are currently there. I've even got friends in similar position and I know it can be quite an isolating place to be. Yeah, absolutely. So just to give you, I guess, a little bit of the backstory. So last year um, I decided I had signed up to my first marathon and that was going to be in June started training I was kind of like I was running well the year before and I was so actually it was only during lockdown I got into running and because I was always mad into football and I would only run after a ball and never thought running a long distance was a good idea (laughs) but then there was no football during lockdown and there wasn't much else to do so I got into running and one of my friends in London was big into running as well so was running with her all the time we decided to set a goal around running a half marathon um Caroline myself and Tommy and um, so we trained for that and it was so much fun and we loved it. And then I set a goal around doing another half marathon on the day on the day my clients were. So that was amazing. That was all in 2021. Then I decided I was going to do a marathon in 2022. So signed up to that at the end of 2021. Um, picked up an injury late in 2021. I was like, oh, Beckett. Um, but then actually it went really well. And I trained for my first marathon in 2022 and um, decided at the same time while going to train for my first marathon, I was going to do a cut and get as lean as I possibly could thinking that that was all a good idea at the time. Um, so I was like training quite hard in Dubai for the marathon. Um, and like during the training for that, and then I'd also decided to do another marathon after I lost my cycle. And I was also focusing on getting quite lean. I did get quite lean. And obviously that was another stress in the body. I thought that I kind of lost my cycle because I was training too hard. So I decided that I would, um, I also came off the pill in February um, of that same year, which I thought might be having an impact on things. And I was kind of thinking that, oh, do you know, it's going to take me a bit of time anyway to get my cycle back after coming back, coming off the pill. So 
I guess that was kind of confusing things. And then I, I kind of thought I wasn't getting back because of that. And then I kind of realized that, no, I'm still not getting it back. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's because I'm training so hard and running so much. So I decided to gain back some body fat in training for that second marathon. And then, then I kind of thought, okay, when I do that second marathon in October, um, that things will come back after that. And they still haven't come back now being April, like six months after. So I've been steadily trying to gain back body fat. I have cut out running altogether since like January this year. Because so I guess initially I thought I'd be okay to cut down running and cut down strength training. That hasn't been enough. Um, so now I'm really like focusing on gaining back. I've gained like back over 10 kgs of body fat, like over 12 kgs of body fat. Um, I'm not running at all. I'm strength training twice a week. And I'm only really starting to realize that this is actually something that's more serious than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been challenging as in like exercise is probably one of my, like one of my favorite things to do and one of my best coping mechanisms, something that I just really loved and enjoyed. So it's been hard, like realizing I, okay, I have to cut that out cut that down and cut that out potentially um I guess like being in a certain physical shape was something that I identified with for the last good few years now I'm having to challenge my beliefs around that which is uncomfortable but I feel like it's teaching me a lot and it's teaching me a lot about like who I am and how I identify as a person so it's definitely challenging a lot of my beliefs it's also hard as a coach when you feel like okay I should be be in a certain physical shape but actually like I've shown myself that pushing myself to those extremes was not so healthy so I took things a little bit too far and put a lot of stress on myself and at that time as well like there was also like I was also like running my own business and busy and there was also like some family stresses like my dad went through a major surgery and things so there was a lot of different things going on I don't know exactly which one like I I I assume it's a combination of everything that has like meant that my body's under more stress than I ever realized yeah so like what's your kind of plan of action right now like are you just kind of because like we said like if you becoming a coach or you achieving these things like it's trying not to think too far ahead and and having can you have set goals with this or you just try to take yourself a week at a time and being patient and like you said just kind of understanding yourself more just now in the meantime yeah so I'm just like trying to like minimize stresses in terms of training in terms of not being in a calorie deficit in terms of gaining back body fat in terms of I'm not setting like I'm, I'm just not setting running goals I'm not having a time frame for when I'm getting back to running I'm taking it quite easy in the gym I'm putting my I'm working on other things I'm getting in more into meditation I'm getting a better morning routine I'm looking at um just reducing stresses in any way that I can like doing like working on a little bit more mindfulness and things and yeah I just I'm not setting performance goals at the moment I can't wait until I can again like I love working towards things that's me in my comfort zone this is me out of my comfort zone now um However, I do feel like just sharing these things has been powerful for my clients and it has like, I guess it like it's opened the door for them to be able to say, look, like this is not going so well for me right now. Like and like that and that's okay too. Same way as like this is not something I would have planned. This is not something I'm like exactly happy about. And we're all going to overcome. We're all going to come up against challenges like that. I do genuinely believe that this will make me a better coach and it'll like, it'll teach me a lot about myself as a person. And I guess like I'm kind of learning as well that like being a certain body fat percentage doesn't define you as a person. It doesn't change like who you are or how worthy you are or how like, or like how you should value yourself. And I think that's an important lesson and maybe that's part of the reason that this is happening to me as well so that I do learn that lesson yeah amazing thank you so much for sharing that with us no you're so welcome and I think like since I shared it actually on my social media I actually only shared it when I kind of really accepted for myself that okay this is a thing because I guess I was like continuously thinking oh it's just going to come back and it's going to come back and next month it's going to come back and then I was like oh no it's not coming back so I need to take more measures to help like to help myself um and then when I did that like more people were like saying to me oh my god the same thing happened to me oh my god I'm going through the same thing 
and it's kind of opened the door for that conversation to happen a little bit more and I think that I'll be like extra mindful of not letting that happen to my clients and if any of my clients are going through that I'll know how to support them better yeah yeah and definitely something to address maybe a little bit sooner than than because it is every month isn't it? it's like oh next month or next month and like we said before this call today time goes so fast that it's like okay maybe that's something for us to explore as soon as we can rather than waiting for the next month fact and like if you had looked at me last year like doing that marathon in Lisbon that you were at like it's like okay like doing a marathon like the picture of health but actually like and that's what I thought at the time too I felt amazing like I had no symptoms like of not being at my best only that I didn't have my period um so just because maybe you look at someone and you said that day as well that like you know you were like wishing you could be doing that but like just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean everything's going perfect for them either and you know it's like maybe like it's not always so great for us to compare our lives to what we see from someone else when you don't actually know what's going on like underneath the surface yeah absolutely and it is it is hard isn't it because normally when you do see people look really lean and you've not seen them in a while you are like oh wow you look amazing you always want to give people compliments and make them feel good but there is always that side it could be through stress it could be through it like so many different things so it's hard isn't it just to always be cautious of everybody has their I say this all the time like everybody thinks everybody online is happy and life is good but there's all everybody's got their struggle everybody's got something that they're managing and it's just trying to be kind to everyone even if they're horrible and nasty to you they're maybe having a bad day and taking out on you and it's just being patient totally totally and we were chatting about that last week like even you were saying yourself like you know you were going through through some struggles that like anytime I would have met you like we wouldn't have had a deep conversation maybe at the time because there was like there'd be people around it was all fun times so like you don't really know like all the time so I think like the the lesson from it like for anyone else as well is like like not to compare yourself to someone else because they're doing something or because it looks like they've got everything figured out because I think we're all just like guessing as we go some of the time as well and that's okay yeah and like I'm aware of our time and there's there's one more person I wanted to bring up today because you mentioned her last week when we were having a chat last week and I just thought this could be a great way for us to kind of finish the podcast because if anyone's listening to us right now like you can totally tell that you are just someone that is like I'm just going to get on with it I'm just going to crack on I'm going to do it I'm going to show up I'm going to give it my best and everything will be okay and I I remember saying to you like where did we get this mindset from and do you want to share who's gave you that mindset Um, and I guess like maybe I like this is just the way I am I've taken it for granted um and I never would have thought much about it but I guess when we were we were chatting last week about um were we chatting about like self-confidence or self-belief and I suppose um I just feel like from like from a very young age like my my mother has been like a big influence on me and like we were the best friends growing up and everything and she was like an incredible um she was an incredible supporter and backer of mine every single step of the journey throughout my whole life and I just feel like the lady has shown me so much unconditional love that I didn't like I obviously wasn't able to label that like until like I like I was chatting to um to Jean and psychotherapist in our tribe and um I suppose like growing up I was massive into football my mom would take me here there everywhere like would support me in absolutely everything that I was doing like if I was ever trying to do something, be it academically, be it sports wise, be it anything, like my mom was my biggest supporter, like always. And I think I was saying to you last week that if I like wanted to do something or thought I could do something like my mom would think I could do it. Or if I told her I wanted to be president of Ireland, she would say, yes, like amazing. How are we going to do this? Um, I'll, I'll be there. I'll drive you here. I'll drive you there. Um, and still to this day she's my biggest supporter and I guess I never like maybe realized how much of an impact that has on a person but I think that her having such belief in me gave me belief in myself and gave me confidence in myself like if from a really young age you question yourself and there is continuously someone there telling you you can do it and I remember like doubting myself like 
the leaving cert is the exam in Ireland, the big exam before you go to university. And I just remember like kind of like like being quite stressed out. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to get the points for physio or whatever. And like my mom would just be like, and I remember saying, oh, mom, like, I don't think I'm going to get it. And I don't want to repeat. Like, I don't want to repeat another year in school. And she, she would just be like reassuring me, telling me I could get it. And like, even though it was like, like it was something that was hard to achieve like no matter what it was like I think that I just probably didn't realize like she was feeding me that message all of the time not like just that was what she thought that I could do anything and it just made like made me not doubt myself so much then yeah I love that and that's the one thing I was going to say is there has there been that certain moment where she maybe has said something and it's maybe kind of stuck with you that we could share for everyone to listen to this to be like right where can we learn from like Claire's mom is there anything that she's kind of said or an example she's gave that's in your head maybe subconsciously that you don't realize so do you know what I don't even think it was what she said I think it was her actions um so like I like I used to play in like an awful lot of like an awful lot of sport and it was like uh, she would literally be driving me all around the country like it could be five nights a week to go to different um football matches football trainings um even if it was a training that was an hour and a half away and another parent was going she wouldn't just like send me off with them she'd want to go herself if it was a school game where we were getting a bus to the game and um it could be like these could be up the country like five six hours up the country there might be like two moms on the sideline she'd be one of them no matter where the game was like she was there there might be no other mom on the sideline she was there so if you have someone who's willing, like not just to say things to you when it's easy, but who's willing to do anything for you, like genuinely anything, I could ask this lady for the shirt on her back and she would give it to me. Not a question. Um, <laughs> there was also a time. Um, so a funny story. This was like, this is gas. This is not that long ago. So I went traveling um. I went traveling with my friends just before COVID, just before the pandemic um, to Vietnam, Australia and New Zealand and was like, spend, we spent all of our money like and just decided like it's going to be worth it. Let's do it. Um, I, ha- I came back with like a credit card debt because we were just so YOLO on the trip. This was like less than like less. This is like four years ago, less than four years ago. Um, so just before the pandemic hit. And I came back like really, really broke. And I didn't like, I did not have much money. And I was heading back to my job. So I'd taken a career break and um, I knew I'd have money coming in in a month or two. So that's why it was okay to be so YOLO and to like max out a credit card. And um, while we were away, like myself and Tommy had like, had just started going out before we went traveling. Um, So while we were away, Tommy had booked like a trip for us to go to Budapest uh when for valentine's when i had come back so it was like a few weeks it was like a few weeks after i'd come back but we got paid once a month so i hadn't got my first paycheck yet and i like had no money to go to budapest and i was telling my mom and i was like oh my god mom i don't know what i'm gonna do like i'm just not gonna be able to enjoy this trip and my mom like so uh this is me at like 23 at 24 maybe my mom put 500 pounds in an envelope and posted it to London to me from Ireland in like a small brown envelope that could easily have been like ripped open and 500 cash pounds taken out. (laughs) So she went to the bother of going to the bank, converting euros to pound, posting it to me so that I could go on a trip to Budapest after just being traveling for three months and spending all my money. Like another parent might be like, what the hell did you just do? (laughs) oh man I really wish I could meet your mum she just sounds like an absolute legend and so so good and I think that's something for a lot of us is like well I've always had a very kind of different upbringing and like I think from your mum like my goals make a lot of women really like your mum where you just have belief that anyone can do anything if they really put their mind to it and it just shows how little girls can grow up with this completely different fearless mindset and I think totally. it's like she's done. And like, I guess just to add to that story, like this is not a lady who has a lot, like who has 500 pounds to be dishing out to people like either. Like, I, I don't know, like where like she like, but like she would find that for someone else and she'd never spend that money on herself. Like is the thing. 
So, and like, I think she just knew that like, she'd probably be telling me, oh, like, enjoy yourself while you're away. You're going to be working for the rest of your life. And she knew I'd have another paycheck coming. So there was never like a negative thing, but like she'd find that to like to provide for a child who's actually 24. Like, <laughs> even though like she'd never in her life do it for herself. She wouldn't go on holidays herself. Like, that's amazing, isn't it? And I think that's just the thing, isn't it? It's like when should it like my mum still thinks I'm like I'll take my mum for dinner and I'll be like, I really want to like take you for dinner. You've done it for me for years and she feels really uncomfortable about it. I'm like, Mum, I'm 34, like I'm an adult. <laughs> You had me at like, she had me at like 24 or something. So you're like, like you were an adult when you were 34. Let me pay for you. But she gets, she does still think I'm a little girl, which is nice. But yeah, I like treating her. But no, thank you for sharing that with your mum. And like, I guess to kind of finish up then, like what's next for you, like for the remainder of this year, like maybe anything that you're kind of doing, what have you got planned for the rest of the year for you and Tommy? Yeah um so like I said I'm not setting any performance goals just yet but I hope to be in the next few months and if I can I'd love to be getting back running and setting the next marathon goal or whatever um so uh I am staying in Dubai now for the next two months we've made the decision to go home to Ireland for the summer because it was a bit too hot here last year so I'm spending three four months of the summer at home in Ireland don't have an exact plan for after that might come back to Dubai but we're we're like playing it like by month to month at the moment so we'll see what the crack is then um looking forward to we're having a meet up with our clients in June we're having one in September um so they're always big dates in the calendar for us um next like big goals for us like is to grow our team um we're hoping to bring on board a new coach and we're kind of in the process of that of that at the moment um and yeah just keep improving everything that we're doing we want to be able to provide the best service and like just like continue to help our clients and have a bigger and bigger impact on people and yeah I think that's like that's what's in the pipeline at the moment and yeah just we're loving what we're doing at the moment so just to keep getting better and better at it yeah and it's absolutely amazing what you guys are doing and you're helping so many people and changing so many lives and sometimes as coaches you do forget to see that and when you see them in person it is amazing isn't it when you actually get that opportunity to see everyone so I'm sure you'll look forward to some amazing events this year and for anyone like maybe listen to this I always encourage everyone listening if they've got any questions or if anything's really stood out for them that's helped them we'd love to hear from them so you're happy for anyone to message you and where would they find you? Absolutely. So I am most active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Claire O'Sullivan underscore coaching. Um, and I'm so happy to answer questions. And I just love chatting to people and connecting with people and talking all things life and health and fitness. So message me at any stage. And thank you so much for having me on today. I really enjoyed the conversation. And I just know Lead Her is going to go from strength to strength now as well. So I'm excited to be watching on from the sidelines as well. Uh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you sharing your story. And like you just said as well, like we are just normal people and like like Instagram and online can be quite lonely sometimes like we love hearing from people and we love helping like helping anyone so just know both our inboxes are open if you ever want to have a wee chat about anything we'd love to hear from you um, and thank you so much for listening but Claire thank you for sharing all these stories with us today I know you've helped a lot of people we appreciate you and we cannot wait to see you back up and running hopefully next year and bossing some marathons again <laughs> thank you so much I can't wait for it too Right, thank you everyone for listening and I'll speak to you all soon.